I'm Critter. I'm Jace. And we should be working. working. God damn it. It's one, two, (laughs) say it. (laughs) All right. I'm Critter. I'm Jace. And And we we should should be be working. working. I fucking hate you so much. (laughs) (laughs) You look gloomy. Why are you gloomy? I look gloomy? How do I look? Yeah. I asked what you were doing. And you were like, Explain to our viewers how I look gloomy. Your eyes look tired, and when I asked how you were, you were like, I'm all right. You actually answered me honestly instead of berating me. I I mean, I feel like I always look tired. I I got those those perma bags under my eyes. No, this is different. So you don't feel gloomy? Uh, I mean, it's been like shitty weather and stuff. I don't think the sun's been out in in several days, but so maybe that's that's catching up a little bit. But I mean, I don't feel particularly in a bad mood or anything all right i'll take your word for it are you uh are you just working straight through yeah i mean holiday what is it it's like two four day weekends in a row so next week's only three days and then the week after is another four day week so it's easy peasy but i mean holidays always suck (laughs) for me I, i i don't i'm not a fan especially of christmas and all of that I know you don't like getting presents. It's like, is that the reason they suck or what else? Mm, I mean, there, there's just a lot of reminders around this time of year of bad things. Like my grandmother died uh, on Christmas and then uh, on Christmas Day. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Back in 2018. That gum. 2017. Something like that. And then, um, yeah, just people's birthdays that I wish I could forget. But, yeah, things like that. Mm-hmm. Is that does that actually like come into your mind whenever the Christmas season comes around? You just like yeah. constantly reminded of all that stuff you don't be, want to be reminded of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's always the holidays too, right? Yeah, it's it's just kind of like the loneliest season when you're single and there's a pandemic going on, and you're just like, all right, cool. Mm. I'm like, what? I'm gonna go on fucking dating apps and meet some shell of a person again. I'm fucking over that. So. Hmm. Yeah, I never thought about that. Like, what what does Christmas morning look like for Jace? Just well, like any Christmas, other morning, really. Christmas morning is pretty awesome because we're like deep frying tortillas into chips and creating Christmas nachos. So that's always fun. <laughs> Christmas nachos. <laughs> never yeah, heard yeah. Of this. yeah, my sister, my sister and her now husband started it like several years ago. Just Christmas nachos. They just do trays of homemade uh, nachos from scratch, basically. <laughs> She got married to Scott. Yeah, yeah. back Scott. I, I I believe the same year, maybe the year after my grandmother died. This has been a couple of years now. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All sure. right. So Christmas morning is not depressing, is what you're saying. Uh, I mean, it it's it's all the things, right? It's never just like a happy time because then if my mother's around, she's really sad on Christmas, but then like also really happy. So she's almost seems manic because she's like crying, but cheerful. Mm. Like, so it, yeah. it, it's just weird moods and weird conversations. And it's always a roller coaster. It's never, it, it's never just smooth. Is there anything about it you look forward to it being over? So if you could, if you could just skip like the 10 days around Christmas, you totally would. I don't know. Like I, I get, I get why people like it. Right. So, I mean, for me, I just I just wish people would stop inviting me to things <laughs> like I understand the the Christmas nachos and stuff happens because I fucking live here. But, you know, I, I I don't know. I just feel more introverted, I guess, around that time where I just people are fucking draining. Get away from me kind of thing. Hmm. Is it is it family or is it friends? Yeah. too? I mean, it's, it's mostly family. <laughs> yeah. So are you talking about like family members that you don't normally hang out with? No, I'm talking about the normal ones, the ones I've known for my entire life. So the normal ones that you see regularly are somehow more draining on Christmas? Fuck, yeah, any holiday, any of their birthdays, any celebration type thing. It's Why? fucking nuts. They're, I don't know. Like, there's still the mindset within my family that people get licensed to be a little extra because it's a holiday, you know? <laughs> You know, you know those people like drink a little extra, smoke a little extra, yell a little extra, fight yeah, a little extra. Yeah, yeah, just. Well, I mean, I I get the drink a little extra, and I yeah, yeah, I guess I get the like you know 
let loose. It's it's uh, New Year's or something kind of vibe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and I mean it's it's fine. I'm I'm that way. Like I, I have the same thing in me. But I as especially more recently and as I get older, I'm just like that's that's the exact thing that you know took me so so many steps backwards in any of the progress that I made. And you know get overly drunk and then do something fucking stupid like injure myself again and then out mm-hmm. for like three months and yeah all that so are you one of the are you the one of the people that get that does act that gets extra on the holidays no not not on the holidays but i mean drinking for sure anytime anytime drinking happened this is like one of the things like i, I don't understand how you don't drink at all i guess you never were really a big drinker but i mean Adults were giving me wine and beer when I was fucking three years old, four years old and shit, like throughout the years. And the the first time, you know, we really got into drinking hard liquor was a couple days after a New Year's. I think I was like 12 or 13. My friend was over and we drank the leftovers of whatever was left in New Year's, which was Sky Vodka. There's still a picture from that. But yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I. Uh, oh yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, and and the whole reason why we to drink was to get fucked up. Like that, that was that's why that's why we started drinking. That that was the intent. That was what we did. That's that's how like we just consumed alcohol for so many years, and then it just fucking escalated until my fucking mid thirties, <laughs> early thirties, I guess. Since I really stopped drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's interesting. I've never like. It's not like I don't drink. It's just that, like, I would happily drink if there was alcohol around. It's just that I'm never at a place or in a situation where there's drinks, you know, like at birthday parties and holidays and stuff. In my family or Nancy's family, that's just not a thing. People yeah. don't bring alcohol to that stuff. It's yeah. just a cultural thing or, you know, like family tradition or something. Yeah. And I mean, my grandparents are fucking total alcoholics and always were. My grandmother was one of those people like, I can handle my liquor. But she'd like bring a little six pack of little wine bottles with her everywhere she went. <laughs> and they're all for her. It wasn't for <laughs> the party or where she was going. Those were hers. Uh-huh. Man. I mean, I yeah, I enjoy it. Like whenever we have a random game night or something, maybe like once a year, I'll be somewhere where alcohol is. And I'll definitely drink and get tipsy and have fun and whatever. Um, but yeah, gr- yeah, growing up, my parents never really drank nancy's parents never really drank so it was just not a not a thing i think the first time i actually drank more than like a sip i was 19 or 20 damn pretty nuts yeah i remember it i remember being like oh so this is what it feels like yeah this is pretty fun <laughs> it was at a christmas party nancy's sister threw yeah it's it's fucking crazy yeah i mean i i mean i've been around weed just as long as alcohol i mean mm-hmm. i remember that was like the 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 reason why you would go to the beach is because you'd be in the middle of fucking sand and there's no cops or anything. Just fucking parents would roll joints and smoke. That's that's it. <laughs> like <laughs> that's a crazy reason to go to the beach, man. All the time. Like, all right. I get well, it though. I, I get why why it would be more exhausting to be around those people on on the holidays. Why you wouldn't look forward to that. Well, I don't. I also don't subscribe to like all the celebration stuff and all that and now that like i'm watching what i eat and eat better and all that stuff i don't fucking just oh a giant feast i'm just gonna eat until i pass out and then fucking wake up and do it again you know it's just like oh i'll have you know a normal portion size of stuff that i would normally eat but just of this type of food instead yeah i have i think for me having kids kind of totally changed it like i I would not say I look forward to Christmas anymore. It's more like a stressful thing than a happy thing. I think at this point, because just like so many people, you got to buy presents for, and you know, right. just like kids are annoying, and you got to make sure they have roughly the same amount of gifts, and wrapping a bajillion things, and like assembling it all, and keeping it hidden, and I don't know, just all that is just a lot to keep up with. Um, it's hard for me to remember Christmas as an adult before I had kids. I remember like Christmas as a kid when I was super excited. And then I remember Christmas when I had kids and I can't remember how, anything between. How old were you when you had Charlie? 23. What, yeah. 24. Yeah. See, 23 is before I even started college. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, we, we've, we, we might've talked about this before, but we started two yeah, years, I, think I think so. 
his, his first couple of years were rough. I don't think we were ready. I mean, yeah. And any first couple of years are rough for any first time parents, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. But um I think yeah, I think there's like a level of emotional maturity that really that really helps. Well and financial security the- too. But yeah, that, that too, case. man. Yeah. yeah, we were dead broke for the first like four <laughs> months of his life. Like we could barely pay our mortgage. Um, but yeah, I mean, just like being sleep deprived and just married and dealing with a screaming kid, like that was that was a dark period for sure. <laughs> that was bizarro critter time. That was yeah. That was not happy. That was definitely the worst year. Like the first year of Charlie's life is the worst year that I can remember. Just, you know, in, in terms of like general happiness and stuff. Just suffering every day. Yeah, suffering. And, and like, you know, people always talk about how like that, you know, the transition from one to two is so hard because then their naps don't line up. And the transition from two to three is so hard because then they outnumber you and whatever. But the transition from zero to one is 10 times harder than any of those because <laughs> you go from having freedom to having none. And that's like such a fundamental shift, you know, like just always being on 24-7 is... Is really tough. Isn't that like the hardest step in anything though? The zero to one? Like going from doing nothing to doing a thing? Hmm. Right? Isn't it like most people don't do things because they never try or never start? I'm trying to think of something that would contradict you. But I, can't I mean, I'm, sh- I'm sure there is. But I, I mean, I've, I've, I talk myself out of starting things all the time. I have throughout my life. I guess the life. transition... From losing one arm to losing both arms. <laughs> like probably losing both or, arms is harder. Than or losing one. no arms and then losing one arm is going to be incredibly hard as well. Yeah, but I think one to two is harder than zero to one. Because from one to two, you can't even wipe your butt anymore. You're screwed. Yeah. Although I did read a book about a girl who had no arms. And she somehow had a system rigged up to how she wiped her butt. And the whole book, she was like teasing. She was like, no, I'm not going to tell you how I wipe my butt. And then I was like, you know, I was waiting for it. At the end, there's going to be a big reveal. And she never told me. And I, I never got that payoff. I still don't know how she did it. <laughs> she probably had some uh, sort of utensil or something. I like that you're genuinely curious about it. It was fiction, too. So it wasn't even <laughs> real. But I just really wanted to know. <laughs> just make up something. <laughs> it doesn't some. matter. <laughs> she probably just always used a bidet. Is that what they're called? The water squares? Yeah. 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 But that's what it is. But they how did we get there? Oh, yeah, yeah. So holiday. Yeah. So it's uh, it used to be fun. And now it's I mean, it's still like there's there are aspects of it that I like, you know, I like getting the family together and we always have a big brunch on Christmas morning with everybody. And that's fun. Great. Plus, um, you're all also into religion and stuff. So like, yeah, yeah, that, that aspect that of it stuff. Is, is, yeah, like the Christmas the Christmas uh, church service is always cool. And, you know, I like Christmas songs and stuff. But yeah, overall, I think. It's not my favorite. It's probably what? it's probably like ha- al- almost last place for my least favorite holiday. You said Halloween was your favorite. Mm-hmm. Halloween is probably first, and then maybe Thanksgiving would be second. Hmm. Yeah, I don't like any of them. Sucks. <laughs> I don't. I don't care for any of them. I mean, I think if you live your life according to you know a fucking calendar that you're not in control of to say which days to celebrate and which days not to. It's just fucking stupid. Just celebrate when you feel like celebrating. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Celebrate when you feel like celebrating. So I mean, that's, that's how in... I buy presents. Like, I, I don't buy people presents for their birthday or for Christmas in particular. I mean, like, I will for Valentine's Day because it's expected and when you're dating and all that. But, um, but yeah, like, if, like, my nephew wanted a, a switch for their birthday one year or they were talking about it and it's like oh yeah for my birthday again it's just like here have have the one that i haven't used in six months mm-hmm. you know it's just like why why fucking wait until next year when you clearly want this thing now and i mean that's kind of like an extreme or like more of the high end of just me giving away a 300 device to my nephew but done it multiple times like i gave him my old uh playstation 4 my old gaming PC, like it just shit rolls downhill. So your so your argument is like, I don't need a calendar to tell me that this is the day we have a big family meal. We can just schedule a big family meal whenever we want. Yeah, and I mean, I I also had like a non traditional upbringing, right? And my my mother, 
could only get like one holiday, like one major holiday off a year. And so it rotate. So then we'd like celebrate the winter solstice and stuff like that because it's not on a holiday and it's usually on a weekend and, you know, have the feast then and like the family get together send and stuff. So like a lot of, a lot of the actual holiday celebration stuff was just to make my grandmother happy when she was still alive, I guess is what it seemed like. Like, but it, like it just seemed like, yeah, I don't know. there's gotta be value in having like everybody sort of agree. This is the day where you have a big family meal. Cause otherwise you gotta go to all the trouble of setting it up and making people aware and well, like, I think getting people bought in and off work and stuff. Well, I think how it just goes is like, well, it's going to be on a Sunday night. Not now it's more difficult because we live down in Eugene and my mother lives up in Vancouver. And so like, that's like a three hour drive for us. And so it, it's like, okay, so it's going to be on this Sunday in like three weeks. You know, if you can make it awesome, if not, who cares? And then just with that kind of invite to everyone, you know, still like anywhere from eight to 12 people will show up just on a whim. And that's like on a, just a normal kind of like, Hey, three weeks kind of thing. So yeah, everybody's getting more spread out now too, and older. Yeah, and into their own shit and all that. And you know, I don't, I don't plan to stay in Oregon for much longer. So we'll see. You don't plan to stay in Oregon much longer. How long is much longer? Like a few more years. Like I, oh, I've, I've, I've committed. Longer. Not really, not in the grand scheme of things. Um, but I, yeah, made like a commitment to hang out here and live in this house and all that and make. You know, my sister going to school much easier on them financially and everything. So once that's fulfilled, I'm just going to go. <laughs> I'm out. Where are you going? I don't know. That's yep. I got like a few years to put that plan together. Where would you go if it was right now? Like a temporary thing? No, like, right if, now? you know, but like if, permanently if you jumped three years in the future and it was time for you to move. I mean, I, I think I would go to Vegas, but I don't think it would be permanent. Cause, well, Henderson, just because, you know, Richard and Jordan lived down there. And mm-hmm. a bunch of other people from Hawaii <laughs> moved out there, apparently. So there's like a small, small group of, you know, old friends and stuff. That's where your boys, your boys are at. Well, well, something that I'm noticing, especially right now, is that with such shitty weather, it sucks to like take the dog out at all. And our backyard is just like a fucking mud pit just because it's been raining so much. Um, so it. Like every time it's just just deal with a fucking totally wet dog and you have to dry him off every time that comes back in. And so it's just like, yeah. okay, cool. Like, that's fine if it's once in a while, but if it's like fucking every day, otherwise he just doesn't get exercise and it's fucking annoying as hell. So, you know, you just kind of have to do it. But in so a desert move. setting, I think it would be much less yeah. of a problem. You'd move for your boys and you'd move to keep your dog dry. It seemed like pretty good reasons. Well, it's, it's like convenience of stuff that I want to do, right? Like it, and especially if I follow through with all this, you know, MMA training and stuff like that, I can definitely continue it down there. I mean, Vegas just has MMA, MMA gyms everywhere. So, yeah, you know, not to get on another fitness thing, <laughs> <laughs> because like, I feel like we talk about that a lot. Um, you mean our, our like number one priorities? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess that's fair. Um, probably makes for pretty boring podcast content, but that doesn't matter. But uh, I let me see. Where do I start with this? So I work with a guy who's a not like a professional powerlifter, but he's really, really into it and competes and stuff and does pretty well. Um, and he, I was just talking to him about you know like what my goals are, and I sent him that blog post that I wrote. I don't know if you actually saw that, but it had like a picture of the dude that I decided like that's my body goal. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And his his gut reaction was that I should do CrossFit because like even though, you know, there are whatever like concerns about CrossFit in various ways, he was like CrossFit generally produces the most aesthetically pleasing bodies out of any weightlifting whatever program. Yeah, I mean, but you can you can just structure, you know, your workouts with like the AMRAPs or the EMOMs and or four times and all the wads and whatever. Like most of them are just fine. They're just workouts. They're just well, fucking giant ass circuits that push you to your limits. And then, you know, I've I've had to tap out of many, 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 many wads that I've tried. All right. Let's see what wads are workouts of the day. 
just yeah so tuesdays so today's wad is as many rounds as possible in 10 minutes of 15 wall ball shots and one Those rope climb yeah see like the the thing that uh sucked for me in doing crossfit and because i'm so out of shape is like i couldn't do things like when there's strict pull-ups or even the kipping pull-ups or even um they do like handstands and like handstand push-ups and stuff like that are, are also in the in the wads like they'll come up it's so like there's just a shit ton of like uh what was it called body weight workouts or gymnastics and stuff that are incorporated in. so i'd always have to like figure out alternatives to do for that kind of stuff like doing pike push-ups instead of actual handstand push-ups and all that but it's fun i mean frank was one of those like one of the only people to see me finish a wad in time even though it was like a um it wasn't a prescribed one it was what is it called like altered or whatever reduced like i Mm -hmm. I did less weight for the like beginner stuff yeah and i had to do like uh jumping pull-ups instead of strict pull-ups because like it just can't and then like it, it was nuts too like it, it was the circuit and then the the last part of the circuit was bear crawls down across the gym and back so like on the last round i was gonna give up the round before and somebody that was working out next to me was just like let's go and i was like all right <laughs> you know and i was like fucking just dying and then uh me and him and he was doing prescribed too he, he's like one of one of like the main gym goers and stuff and like he he was just in it and like doing like the real weight and stuff and I was, and i was already gonna give up but then he did like push me and then we we're doing the bear calls together we almost like fall into each other because we're both just like fucking wobbly and just falling over uh-huh. but this guy's done like 10 times the workout i did so it's just like one of those things just like this gets so much harder see i i like that all sounds awesome to me and i think i would actually be really into it except that i i can't go to a crossfit gym and i don't think this is the kind of thing that you can really do at home because so much of it is community well first of all so much of it is community but also it's like like i don't have a rope to climb you know i don't have a something else you have what you have like a rack and stuff though you don't have to have a rope just do the alternatives what are alternatives like it doesn't list alternatives i'm looking just find one <laughs> you can google well just you? like google alternative for rope climb and alternative for wall ball shots yeah wall Ooh, ball's dang. easy though you should just you should just get a medicine ball fucking cheap. I, I have easy. a um a medicine ball but i don't have a wall like a really tall wall like that that doesn't have windows that i could shatter and that's true. Yeah, I was gonna say use use the wall outside. What about like mm, in front of your garage? <laughs> Maybe I could just throw it up in the air and catch it instead of trying to hit a wall. Sure. I don't know. But look, check out yesterday's man. Yesterday's r- run twelve hundred meters, sixty three kettlebell swings, thirty six pull ups, and then you ladder down. So you do eight hundred meters, forty two kettlebell swings, twenty four pull ups, and then four hundred twenty one, and then twelve pull. So total, you're doing. Yeah. 36 plus that's 72 pull-ups yeah i mean i'm, I'm still Lord. doing that the the rowing ladder which is still killing me but i'm i'm sub nine minutes on it now which you know i'm proud of but i know it's not it's nowhere near where i want it to be plus i need to start you know going up to the next level i think and doing it for longer yeah. I, I mean the next level like resistance it, no, no. So, like, uh, I start at 500. I row 500 meters and then do 10 kettlebell swings. And then it ladders down from there. So, like, 400 oh, okay. meters, then 8, then 300, then 6. And then the next step would be adding, starting at 600 meters, which then is adding a fuck ton of, like, work to just one level up. Because, you know, I'm I'm adding a 600 meter before the 500 meter that already kills me. Hmm. Now you got me thinking, maybe I should do CrossFit. (laughs) Well, I mean, no, no, no. Like, just doing, I don't know, like the HIT stuff or the Tabata stuff or like the EMOM stuff, the AMRAP, which is uh, every minute on the minute or uh, as many reps as possible. Like, all all of those things are just fun for like, because it's like a challenge, right? You're like, all right, you have 40 minutes to do, you know, 500 sit-ups, 300 wall balls and fucking a thousand meters of sprinting or something, you know, just some crazy, like 
giant number thing and then you have to break it down in your head to do like 10 rounds of this many and then like as your body starts breaking down you start getting more tired you're like trying to do all this math to still hit those numbers and pretty soon you're doing like two reps every minute (laughs) and then you're like looking at the time like trying to count it down like all right i can actually finish this on time Mm -hmm. Um, i I just like putting myself in that situation i think it is it's pretty fun and i've been i've been doing like more supersets and stuff too with with even the lifting that I do, just lowering the weights and focusing on form and doing tempo and all that shit. So you're you're still using that strong app and just writing your own programs? Well, it, you create templates on it, and then it just like recycles the template. And then when the next time I come around, I just either I'll switch stuff out or I'll just raise the weight a little bit. Man, so it might it might I don't think I could do it until next school year. But next school year, I dropped them all off at eight fifteen. So if there was like an 8.30 class or a 9 a.m. class, I could pull that off. Yeah, most CrossFit gyms, like, they they do all morning classes and usually the middle of the day is open gym or they close it and then they do afternoon classes. All right, let's see, schedule. 6 a.m., 7 a.m., and 12 p.m. Oh, one, one of them has a 9 a.m. I don't know, man. All right, I might have to think about it. I think I'd be well, into also, that if I actually gave it a chance. Also being brand new and i mean are you are you familiar with like the olympic lifts and stuff like the, cleans, uh, the jerks yeah, i mean the i'm snatches. familiar with them but i've i've done almost none of them myself yeah like what some of the gyms will do is have you come to like a specific class like it's it's an intro class usually on the weekends when it's not a popular time and then you have to like attend you know one or until the coach is like yeah you can you could do the other stuff, but they they go over like the super basics of of those, like the form and everything on those, so you yeah. at least know what you're doing. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was interesting to have a like a legit power lifter who has you know he's really into it and he's you know he's researched the science of it and all that to recommend CrossFit because I always assumed that CrossFit and powerlifting were kind of at odds with each other. Well, they. I mean, everybody's throwing barbs at each other, right? Like, oh, you injure yourself because you don't do real put uh, pull ups because the the kipping pull ups or the butterfly pull ups. It's like, well, it's it's a whole different exercise. It's not. They're clearly not doing a strict pull up. You you can see that they're not doing a strict pull up, so they're not counting it like a strict pull up. They're doing kipping pull ups. That that that's what that is, and it's different. It's not. Yeah, it's just yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. how I'm I'm scared to go to a gym and do good mornings because everybody will just think I'm failing at squatting. Yeah, I mean I I. What is it? I'm I'm I forget what it is, but my hinge looks very weird when I'm squatting very heavy. So it almost looks like I'm I'm doing good mornings when I'm getting sloppy. So like yeah, when the fatigue is setting in and I have like two hundred fifty five pounds is the last time that I went up that high. But like yeah, it looks almost like a good morning. <laughs> my like my my knees and my hips go up and then my torso comes up. It's fucking, oh yeah, <laughs> like your butt comes it's up. Bizarro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna remember it. I'll keep it in mind. Um, I did I signed up for a half marathon Spartan race in 11 months, um, which means that I gotta seriously work on my grip strength before then because they do a lot of like monkey bars and carrying heavy stuff and all that. Yeah, I was just talking to Richard today about that. That's like about Spartan races. Train, no, I just say train my grip a lot more. Oh, yeah, like I have a decent grip, but not for somebody that weighs how much I do. <laughs> so can you can you dead hang? How long can you dead hang for? Like 45 seconds at max. That seems pretty good. I mean, it, it's it's decent, but I've been I've been literally dead hanging and training my grip and and dead hanging for, I mean, since May, since May, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So where, where did you one, start at? Do you know? Oh, I I mean, I could barely do like 15 seconds. Like oh, 10 nice. Or 15. Like for well, so the thing too is the bar is about eight feet in the air or nine feet in the air. And so like, it's, it's a weird thing. Cause I have to like lift up my legs and cross them. So I don't like drag them and all that. So oh, yeah, just, just getting used to that. Cause I mean, I'm not used to fucking hanging off of things <laughs> just in general, like just by just getting used to that took, took a minute. And then like, I have to worry about my palms getting sweaty. And if I'm doing like dead hangs in sets or like, yeah, in sets, back to back kind of thing it gets really bad after i think i need to like start getting some chalk because then my palms just get super fucking clammy by the third four set 
Yeah, you know, I was talking to, or I emailed CJ, and it turns out he's done like three different Spartan races, different distances, and he gave me all these pointers, and one of them was like, you're going to be soaking wet the whole time, and you're going to have mm-hmm. mud all over you, and you're like, you know, f- figure out how you can do stuff with your hands when they're wet. Like, I, I don't know, I don't I don't even know what to, what to do about that, it seems terrifying. He was like, bring a lot of trash bags, because otherwise you're going to get your car all muddied up afterwards. <laughs> it's like, dang, that's the inside tips that I never would have thought of. And did you invite him to the podcast? CJ would be a fun one. Oh, CJ would be awesome. Why have we never thought about CJ? Get CJ with Chris Gehring fucking jumping in on there in the background dancing. I'm gonna I'm gonna email him. CJ on the potty. Yeah, he's he's a good one to talk to. We can get his his nice southern drawl working for us. <laughs> I still remember when uh was it? It was the the PitchCon where we we got the the box seats for the Nationals game. Yeah. And then I was just playing poker the whole time and winning everyone's Tic Tacs. And, <laughs> you played for Tic Tacs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he like, well, it was, it was Tic Tacs that were represented like karma or something like that. It was some weird like, whatever, exchange currency thing that we were doing. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, CJ walks in. He's just like, what are you guys doing? And, you know, it was like, oh, Jason's winning all our Tic Tacs. I'm like, what is he fucking Shawshank in here? He's <laughs> just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. CJ gets so hyper when he gets tipsy. He's like crazy <laughs> he, loud all of a sudden. He's awesome, yeah. It's fun being on like a project with him for a long stint. That was enjoyable. Yeah. Um, I got feedback, by the way, that that random question that I asked like a week or two ago, people liked that. At least one Which person one? liked it. What question? The one, uh, what was it? It was, oh, yeah, it was like, how do you like to be rewarded? And that led to a whole like, uh, half-hour yeah, conversation. Yeah. Um, so I think we should keep what? doing that. You got another one loaded? Yeah, I do actually. You want to hear it? Yeah, sure. you do. Put it in the cannon. Um, I don't know if you actually saw the thread, but I'll I'll say it out loud in case you know for for the listeners. Uh, for there's dude on, there was this dude on Hacker News who the thread he created this this thread that was basically like, are all software engineers lying about how much they work? And he claimed that he works roughly five to ten hours a week every week. And he has for his entire career, and he has always gotten at least moderate and sometimes great performance reviews. And he was like wondering, is this just me? Should I feel bad about this? Or a lot of people doing this? Um, and I thought it was super interesting because some people, their gut response was, if you're not working 40 hours, then you're, you know, breaching your contract or you're, that is not a whatever. You're not that's fulfilling not okay. the agreement. Yeah. Yeah, like that's uh, that's a uh, I can't remember the word I'm trying to think of. But then other people, I'm kind of on the I'm, I'm on the other side, which is like it doesn't matter how many hours you work if you're providing the same amount of value as everyone else in that role, or like the the, the amount of value that your company expects you to provide. Then you know, so what if you're only working X amount of hours? So I want to get your take uh, on it. I I mean, it depends on what you classify as work. I I was guilty heavily guilty of when I first came to phase two that I wasn't recording all of the hours that I worked. I mean, you, you used to yell at me about that. <laughs> on, like you were working way project. overtime and weren't right. Yeah. Yeah. That. When I would, yeah. When I work on like weekends and stuff and you knew, cause we would have like conversations about stuff and then you'd be like, what the fuck? You didn't only work 39 hours. You fucking we were talking for like six on Saturday and you know, shit like that. And like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. And I, I, I would do that. Like, I would pull over time to help with like other projects that ne- just needed help because I had the skill set to help. And I just like, I, I don't, why I'm just helping. Like I'm, I'm here. I get paid. Like as soon as I started making salary instead of hourly, my, my whole mindset of it changed. Right. And I was just like, well, I'm, I'm here for the company and you know, just whatever, whenever that's fine. Yeah. I'm available to help. Why not? But then, what well, was it towards like my the end of my time at Phase Two? It got a lot more strict because everybody was just like, "Don't be a hero," you know that whole fucking push happened, which I tried to fight, but was still you know getting scolded for working over thirty six hours and stuff. Like it, it was very bizarre for me, like to try and constrain it all and like record it all and then it's just like okay well am i if i'm just reading tutorials on stuff does that count as work does that count as billable work and i mean the arguments that i would have is everything would lean to yes because you know you need to learn the skill to do the thing that 
you know, we're earning money to do kind of stuff. So yeah, it, it just is a whole thing. <laughs> so, okay. Let me, let me think about this because you went the other direction. You were, you were more talking about like, is it okay to be working more than 40 hours? Well, I'm, I'm just curious, like what, what people consider working because I, I was also one of those people that didn't consider the meetings as work. Right. Especially when I first started that I thought, I thought, we had to make up the hours that we were in meetings and we were in meetings quite a bit in that first project. So like if we, if we started the day with a two hour meeting, I would think that I'd have to work two hours of coding at the end of the day, which is not the case. You know, that's it. It all, it all shifted, right? Like I, it was just this weird, I came into a professional setting and I did not have any clue of what was what. And I was just like, try, just try not to, take a shit on someone's desk as bloom told me not to do (laughs) so okay well how about uh if you let me see what's the right question here say i only work 20 hours a week and i don't tell anybody and people are generally happy with the work that i do and nobody complains that i'm not doing enough is that okay i mean it could be i don't know like it depends on would you feel comfortable doing it right I could. So I, I mean, I've, I've done this in the past, right? Like where I knock out a full sprints worth of work in three days. Everybody's just like, what the fuck? Really? It was like, yeah. Like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out something else for you to work on. And then like the rest of the week goes by and I'm showing up to stand up every day. Just like, Hey, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to do these tutorials then or something in the meantime, like, I'm clearly available and I'm willing to do whatever work you want to send my way. And just sometimes there's just not work. So, I mean, like, yeah, I've done that multiple times in my career. So I feel conflicted. I mean, part of it, too, with this with the guy that wrote the thread, he was saying, like, he'll often show up to stand up and basically lie and, you know, say he was working on something that he actually wasn't and make up a thing that he was going to be working on that day and whatever and say this stuff took a lot longer than it was. And I think that's kind of obviously morally wrong. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you have to be like if so, if I worked two hours a day, say, right, and that that's all I worked. And then like I showed up to stand up every day. I was just like, oh, yeah, this thing, I just can't figure it out. But I know it's done and I'm sitting on it. That's that's more malicious. And in my mind, you know, it's just like sitting on work and not turning it in. But I mean, if you're if you're turning in the work that you finished early or that, you know, you can finish early or, you know, as it, as it gets done and you're open about your communication and everything, like it's a much smoother ride. <laughs> like everybody's just like, all right, get, give these bugs to Jay. So you can just burn through these bugs real quick. And then you do that for a couple of days. And then you have basically a day off to watch fucking YouTubes on how to do, you know, react hooks or some shit because they they just need to find more bugs or you know they need to get the business logic done uh discussed for you know the next feature that they want you to start on or you know just tons of stuff comes up i mean there's bottlenecks everywhere especially in like you know one of those bigger projects that you're doing with like a lot of moving pieces and stuff like even if there's a backlog if it's not well groomed then you're you're just kind of fucked because it's like okay well then i can take this ticket off the top but then I need so-and-so's time to, you know, kind of get get to speed. And then that person trying to get into a call with that person takes a while, but then you eventually get it done. You know, it's as long as it keeps moving, like, yeah, keep moving things forward. That's I, I think that's how I feel. I think I, I, I generally feel like I, I guess my claim is it doesn't matter how many hours you work as long as you're available when people need you during working hours and you're not lying. Yeah. And you're accomplishing, you know, enough to to make people happy, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if you can do that in 15 hours, then I think that should be fine. I don't I don't understand why it wouldn't be outside of just like it seems wrong. And, and again, like, what, what do you consider working right? Like even last week was a big one because I am starting like a Laravel 8 PHP 8 type of thing. But I like I haven't done any Laravel specific work. I've just been like, and I, I don't know Blade all that well. I, I knew it when it first came out and then forgot about it for eight years, seven years, and now I'm back in it. So like I, I watched hours of tutorials and like 
tons of Google searching and stuff for like just how the syntax works and how these things work together and how to do like pre-commit hooks for PHP and all, all these things. And like in the past and definitely in the past, all of that, I never counted as work. Like I never counted that stuff as billable work. That That's more like a recent thing. So there's still a part of me that's just like, oh, I just fucking wasted, you know, several days last week, but this week, it all paid off, right? Like I'm fucking now yeah. this week I'm building the components and, you know, architecting this Laravel eight project and everything and like put piecing it all together. So it's, I don't know. It, it's, it's weird. It, it It's a weird balance. There's definitely some weeks where I'm just like, I am not working at all. And then like the next week is just like, Oh, it's because it's preparing for all of this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I have a really loose definition of what I consider work. Like I think, reading a work related book should be considered work. I think um, actually one example from phase two was that somebody said that they'll go on runs and like be thinking about work. Like they won't have a podcast or anything playing. They're just like thinking through a work problem. And mm-hmm. Ellie Power was like, yeah, build that. That is work time. You were working because you're, you know, you're That's thinking. It doesn't matter if you're actually sitting at a computer and thinking versus running and thinking either way you're thinking about work. Well, I mean, that that's kind of, that, that's kind of how I think about salary um, and, and where I guess it's not a popular opinion where like if, if someone's paying you salary and then they ask you at 6 p.m. on a Friday, hey, can I get a half hour of your time for this? I mean, you, unless you have an emergency, like a, a proper emergency or like you're you're just not available, like you're in the woods or, you know, not getting reception, you're not by a laptop, those types of things. But if you're just sitting at home watching fucking TV. Get your ass to the computer for fucking 30 minutes and help your fucking company that's paying you a goddamn salary. Like that that's that's just how my brain works though. And I mean I'm at home and available, so I like if people ping me at 8 p.m., I'll I'll still respond and talk to them because what the fuck? <laughs> what I'm playing with a puppy? Sorry, can't talk to you. Can't answer then, your question. I'm two steps away. So you like I think that the obvious counter argument to that is that if that's you, then you, you probably feel like you can't ever fully detach from work. I can. You know, hundred percent can. But you're always on call. I, but then when I take PTO, I am a ghost. Like, <laughs> yeah, but like on the weekends, you know, on the weekends, it, I want to be able to detach. But if I have a weekend where I have stuff planned, but if like, I mean, we talked about it, I think a couple episodes ago or something, but like my weekends are just loose time and I end up fucking playing like 16 hours of video games and shit, you know, like any, and I'm in the mindset of anything's better than just, you know, wasting more time playing a video game. So I'm trying to find all these other things. So somebody pulled me away from just sitting on the couch and playing video games for X amount of hours in a row that, you know, is actually productive and helps the company that I work for that pays me. Yeah, I'm I'm good. I'll help. Why not? But like, are you a, are you a person that, does work stress you out you know like do you need time away from work to not like it used to yeah so i mean Um, that's what that's kind of my point is like for people like that you really need to know like i'm not on call right now yeah yeah yeah. oh there's definitely limits to this i i think um one i think working for a product company has helped a lot with that stress uh just because it's not a continuous client deadline that's like somebody that doesn't have to give a shit about you as a developer that they are paying for, you know? So uh, I think that's super helpful for, for a lot of the stress. But I mean, like I I talk to my CTO almost daily and just he's my direct contact and like my manager and stuff. And he's super relaxed and just like, yep, we need this this week. And then, all right, cool. Everything that I need to know is a question away, you know? And so it's just Mm -hmm. like really transparent and stuff. So it's, Super nice, but I get that there's other situations and much more rigid schedules that people are on and stuff. But I, I mean, like I, it's kind of why I took this job is because we got along like that, and it was a laid back interview and you know all those types of things. I've been kind of wondering if it would be a mistake for me to tell my direct reports. I don't care how many hours you work. Is that a dangerous thing to tell people? Uh, I think it's. Um, I think you're walking a fine line with it, right? Like think- I think. Yeah. I think I think the focus needs to be on on still being productive and then the hours that you work has to be like a secondary like not an important point that you're making but like you know before if everything's going well we're like ahead of schedule and stuff you know just take off early you know have another extra hour with your kids and shit do stuff like that but 
I don't know if you can, or I don't know how how productive it would be to just be like, yeah, work whatever hours as long as shit's done. Huh. I mean, uh, I don't know. All right, let me think through this. I I don't I don't think I've I've definitely averaged less than forty hours in my career for sure. Um, I probably work like thirty five hours a week at an actual computer, and then maybe like reading for three or three or four hours on top of that with work related stuff and articles that are you know work tangential and stuff. So like I'm probably close to forty, but less than forty. Um, I've always. I've never felt like not working 40 hours has held me back, but I've always felt like I couldn't tell people, you know, I felt like that's not something I'm allowed to just come out and say to anybody. Uh, And I feel like I would have appreciated a manager that was like, yeah, I don't care if you work 40 hours, just do a good job. Um, I mean, phase two did a really good job of it, though. I mean, you were still around when that happened, when that shift happened. I don't think phase two, I don't think anybody ever said, don't worry about billing 40 hours ever i think the gist was more like take make sure you take some time for training and stuff within your 40 hours and if you work over 40 feel feel free to work less than 40 next week and stuff like that i mean i was specifically told not to bill over 36 hours at one point was that eric maybe actually it might have been dan still dan yeah maybe it was me actually actually probably could have been bloom even who knows? Um, but maybe that was you specifically, though, because you kept working so much. Somebody was like trying to go, you know, scorched earth on you. I don't think so. I think I think it was a shift. I think it was a shift in in work culture. It it was definitely that that hero shift that happened. Like down with yeah. the old hero thing. Yeah, down with the old hero. Yeah, I remember that. And the new hero is the person who makes it not necessary to work over forty hours and stuff. Yeah, yeah that was cool. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it just it just seems stupid to me. The whole the whole forty hours thing just seems like a distraction, a myth, a red herring or something that I don't know why people focus on it so much for you know, like if it's a job where work the amount of work done is directly proportional to the hours that you work, like if you're a cashier or something, then yeah, obviously. But for knowledge work, you know, if you're if you're making people happy and meeting your goals, then why does it matter? I just don't think it should. I don't know, maybe it's it's a lack of communication or lack of proper communication and transparency. Everyone. Like the whole organization, right? Well, like if you just have an arbitrary like you have to work forty hours, then it's just it okay, well what does that mean? What does could you tell me what forty hour like how how would you break down forty hours amongst knowledge work like we're talking about? Like if we get stuck on a problem and we're not physically typing, does that count towards that forty hours? Like if if we go for a run, but think through this problem and how to solve it and then come back and actually, you know, power through it and get it done. Does the whole thing count towards that 40 hours, like including the time that I was away from the computer? Right. Like all those things, like you, you just communicate, <laughs> be like, hey, the, the, does listening to this podcast, not not this podcast, but like a podcast that helps you work through like a managerial problem that you're going through, like would that count towards the 40 hours? Like I think having those Mm. types of communication problem or communication breakdowns could help with that kind of stuff too. It's just knowing, knowing what parameters and what the expectations are. I mean, that's, that's always been a huge thing, especially coming into a new place of work, right? Is where are the expectations? What do you want? What do you want from me? What do you expect for me to get done? What don't you expect? I, I found out that like things that people don't expect me to do, are usually the things I end up doing in the first, you know, however long I'm on a project or, you know, company now and stuff like that. And it's just like, yeah, I don't, I don't expect you to, you know, commit anything for the first couple of weeks. And, you know, a couple of days later, I'm just like, I, I think I fixed this thing. Could you check this real quick? And then, you know, the first commit, and then it's just a snowball from there. I do. So, I do like that, like a, a, an actual document or something. that's like, what is work? You know, like here are examples of things that count as work. And here are examples I mean, of things that don't count as work. Yeah, and it, it doesn't even, like, I, I don't know. I, I Writing it down on paper seems, like, informal, I guess. I don't know. The, the whole face-to-face type of conversations was, like, what do you expect from me? I think goes better for me, at least. Like, it, it just, 
it's a better it's a better way for me to digest that information and then I can ask all the stupid questions that I have in real time. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I dig this. I'm gonna this is some good blog fodder too. I'm gonna write a what is work blog post. But yeah, I mean I, I think I feel pretty good about telling my team I don't care how many hours you work, just don't let your team down. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it, it could be fine. Like, I, it, it, the thing is, is if you trust, if you trust your team as individuals and as a team, I think it's perfectly fine. But I think, I think you don't get to that point if, if you have shitty communication. So I think that's also kind of a prereq. Yeah, I think that's fair. And yeah, and I also think if you, if you, feel like you can't trust your team enough to say that then your team probably has way bigger issues than than that one like how many hours yeah. they work yeah yeah there, there's definitely like something else going on or you know some uncomfortableness or something some yeah some, some bad communication somewhere if you can't trust your team then how many hours people are working should be the last thing that's on your mind <laughs> most definitely because I mean, it, it could it could just be that they lack the skill, right? And they're everybody's ignoring it, but they're still putting in forty hours. And it's just like, what? What the fuck? Why aren't we meeting our goals? Like, um, let's take some time out for some training. How about that? <laughs> yeah. All right, I feel good about this. I'm gonna sign up for some freaking CrossFit, and I'm gonna tell my team never work again. That's fine. <laughs> you have cool kettlebells and stuff. You could just do you could just do CrossFit at your house. Do the do the Murphy. What's the Murphy? Let me look this up. It's one of the hero wads. Murphy CrossFit is one mile run, 100 push-ups. No, 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 air squats, and one mile run. All with a weight vest. 20-pound weight vest. Yeah, there's no way I'm doing 100 pull-ups without a weight vest. What? At all? Oh, you do chin-ups, right? Well, that too. I mean, I can, I can maybe do like... It's not at once. At you break it down. So, so that's that's one that I, I know, you break man. Down but like that would take sets. me all day. No, you have like forty-five minutes or whatever. What, what's the what's the prescribed time for that one? It's fucking. It just, it's ridiculous. It's uh, a good score for beginner is sixty-three to seventy-one minutes. There you go. Like just over an hour. So, two miles of running. We'll say that's like fifteen minutes. Uh, at <laughs> for a fast you. Pace. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, can I even be a beginner? 300 air squats. I don't feel like that would be that hard. Maybe that's like 10 it, minutes it or something. Will. It will. They'll get you. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll get you. Um, 200 push-ups. I, I, I can do that. But the, the 100 pull-ups, yeah, I can't even. I don't know. I kind of want to try that. I wonder if I could do 100 pull-ups in like half an hour if that's all I'm doing. Well, you, you, you split it up too, right? So you do like 10 rounds of 10 pull-ups, 20 push-ups, and 30 air squats or something. Yeah. And then you like fucking take a small rest if you need to, then do it again and do it again, do it again. <laughs> the beginner is only 50 pull ups with no weight vest. Yeah, I mean, that, that's one of the ones that would be fun to do as like a, a benchmark, but I can't do any pull ups. So <laughs> there's there's a problem there. I got to work on my pull ups for the, the Spartan race. All right. I got to run. We good. Nope, we have three minutes. We we were past three. We minutes. wasted no. We wasted so much time in the beginning. You no, that to... counts. The other recording was a minute and twenty seconds of us trying to figure out what was wrong. That's no. That, you add that's that. Terrible. That, terrible. That's how it works. Terrible. Okay. Bye. Well, Merry Christmas and all that or something. Uh, don't even talk to me about Christmas. You hate. Happy next year. <laughs> <laughs>